We believe that you are strong by design and you were made in God's image to have a strong body, mind, and spirit. You're listening to the number one strength and health authority podcast in the world. So let's get ready to unlock your potential and transform your life in today's episode. Hi there and welcome. I am Coach Tanya with Critical Bench and the Strong by Design podcast show. And I have a very, very special guest with me today, Mrs. Courtney Westerdahl. Welcome, Courtney. Thank you. Courtney is an amazing woman, and uh, she is co-owner of Critical Bench Publishing. She is a mother of two beautiful children, and she is probably the biggest Boston Red Sox fan I have ever <gasps> well, met. Well, I just like baseball. You love baseball, but you're, I mean, you love sports and athletics, so huge, huge sports fan, and actually one of the most down-to-earth women I've ever oh, met. You, Tanya. You're done earth, too. <laughs> And actually, before we even get into the meat and potatoes, because I want you to do all the talking because you have so much awesomeness to share. I do want to say that before I even started working here, you were actually my first introduction Mm -hmm. to the company because I I had it when I applied for the position, I, uh, you know, through email kind of uh, conversations with Mike, very short to the point. But my first introduction to the humanness yes. side of this was a phone call with you, which was, it was a very friendly phone call, but it was like, it was kind of a pre-interview process. Yeah, you got to get through me first. Got to get through Courtney. And I, and I remember getting off the phone and thinking, I really want to work for this company. Good. Because I really, you were very strong. Yeah. But you were very authentic. And there were so many things that when we talked about, there was just like resonating like values and principles and like morals yeah. and things like that, that it was not just a job interview, but it was more like a, I really felt like you were making the call to see if as a person, I was a good fit for what is an awesome team that yeah. you guys have built here. Yeah, so I was important. like, oh my gosh, this is not just a job. This is a team and I want to be on a team. So yeah, yeah you, were my fr- you were my first contact with this company. So Yeah, well, you did a good job. You're here. <laughs> I got the job. You got the job. <laughs> She's doing a wonderful job. Yes, um, Michael set those, those boundaries a long time ago. So mm-hmm. we'll get to all those. We'll get to all that. Yes. So why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about you? Um. Oh boy, where do I begin? You know what? I'm just going to be... A testimony, and I'm going to be a story. I'll probably get emotional. Here we yeah, start. Yeah, that's right okay. Because this is this is about. We get a lot of. I mean, we're in the health and and fitness and wellness industry, and sometimes, sometimes those those pillars of strength are are anchors in our life um, that are kind of in the shadows, but not necessarily in the shadows. We need to pull you all out for some recognition because um, my dad used to say, behind every strong, successful man is a stronger woman. And you are like very strong and you, you know, just Tanya, watching. who said I was going to cry when we started? <laughs> That's so funny. You know, it's just, pr- mm-hmm. excuse me, I'm sorry. This is just all pride, all coming out of my yeah. face. Um, this is all just our story. I mean, it's May right now, come up to um, August of this summer and we'll be at the 15 year mark of this story and where we started. And, and you just so keep writing me. It. Yeah, no, it's just crazy. Um, this is like me sharing a lot of personal things. So yeah, and I mean, I want to acknowledge you for that. Oh no, my makeup. I just did makeup. No, no, you look, my makeup. She looks gorgeous. Well, I'm just about to share a lot of personal things and this, why we are where we are. Um, you know, people see the, you know, the outside with no inside and the foundation no, this is, this that this is that the wife created. perspective. Yes, the teammate. So this is like we're not messing around here. Um, you're the first teammate. You're okay, the so first team player. Let's go back. Let's go. <laughs> let's back. go back. Oh, it'll be 15 years. Um. I'm going to take you all back to 2004. It was August. 
You know how you have game-changing life? I'm going to mm. tell you a few game-changers game that changers, I've had in the last 15 it. years. Yeah. This was the first one. I'll give a shout out to Scott Havisto. He was that phone call that, you know, my life's never been the same. Wow. So choked up again. Crazy. Mm, because it's the stuff that matters. Yes. That's why. So um, <laughs> Mike's probably laughing right now. He's like, she's crying already. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> okay. So I was, I don't even know, mid 20s. I would say my mid 20s. And back 2004, I was 24. Um, I took a job at Boston Sports Club. I was in a job currently that I kind of liked the job, but I was overworked and just a little underpaid and just out of college and, you know, not sure. I definitely was not doing what I wanted to be like. Mm. I'm like, this is just not what, you know, I, I just don't picture this. I get the phone call from Scott Avisto saying you got the job at Boston Sports Club. It's sales and marketing to help, you know, sell memberships at a really nice health club chain. I was like, sweet, you know, I gave my notice. I even got to go with my girlfriends and go canoeing on the Saco River um, just to go and unwind. So now it's mid-August and I'm sent to New York City. You don't know the story at all, do I? Did I ever tell you? Do you know, like, I don't think no, I told you this in the interview. I've been to New York. Now I'm okay. jealous. <laughs> I, did, I met Michael <laughs> in New York City. List. I met Michael in oh. the city itself. He also got hired by Boston Sports Club and we were sent there to go train for a job and the first night, we all had to meet at a restaurant. And, you know, big, he was the last one there. And here he comes joining, like, there was about four or five cities of people. So there was about 20 people at a large party at a restaurant yeah. um, way down by Wall Street. And in comes walking Michael, the last one there. I remember some guy's like, oh, wait, saving a seat for this guy named Mike. And here he comes. And right away, I was like, he's cute. He's got a really cute butt. It's round. <laughs> and then he was just shy. He was very shy and reserved. Um, these are the things I noticed immediate in the first hour of Michael, you know, um, but then the things that came out of his mouth, I'm like, oh gosh, I'm like, this guy's really smart. I'm like, uh oh, you know, I'm like, I'm a blonde, I'm trying here. And I'm like, this guy's really <laughs> smart, but he's cute. Whatever. We go through a week of training in New York City. We have a blast. We even hang out the last night. Everybody goes out. We had a really good time. We get sent to Boston um, to train for the next few, actually, it was just about one month. Um, we all had to kind of train together and then we're sent separately, but I kind of, I kind of just started noticing things about Michael right away. Mm. Um, he was just not your typical person. He's just not. All right. I just want to remind everybody. Um, I'm from a small town in Drakeet, Massachusetts. Um, I married Michael who his family, his mom and dad are the first generation here from Sweden. So, you know, cousins, aunt, uncles, grandma was, everybody's in Sweden. So I married that Scandinavian kind of Viking entrepreneur, tackle life, like that's yeah. Michael yeah. in a nutshell. He's just a think out of the box guy. So he we is. start working for this company, Tanya, and he's, we're supposed to be bringing in sales and marketing and I'm out in Lexington at a big club doing fine and we're hanging out on the side, but he's making sales through things that people aren't even thinking of through his own websites and stuff. Then yeah. he's getting in trouble when he comes walking in by bosses or yeah. regional managers coming in and saying, what are you doing? You have to take this down. You can't do this. So he's like being penalized for thinking outside the box. So that was just kind of like a flag for him. So we mm. said, all right, you know, I don't want to really work here. So on the same time, he was working on his website on the side. That was another thing I noticed in New York City. He was kept on talking about like orders and you know things he had to check on. And I'm like, what are you checking? What's this guy checking on? You know, I'm like, business. I'm like, who is this guy? He was running a website on the side, Critical Bench. And I was like, oh, okay. He's like, I sell workout programs. You know, I've done it for a long time. I kind of just do it on the side to make some money. You know, I'm like, oh, that's really cool. Um, so long story short, so we train, we go work. 
all through Massachusetts and, you know, we were in separate quarters, but we kind of started dating. And he said right away, you know, I'm not going to stay here. He had no tie downs in Massachusetts. He's like, I think I'm going to move somewhere. You know, we kind of picked a state that had no state income tax, a place would be good to move a business. So we kind of just picked Florida. We honestly mm-hmm. just ended up in Tampa for kind of randomly. There is no rhyme or reason. Um, there really is anybody here. I have one cousin here um, that lives a little north from here. But other than that, we just moved here. Car, laptop, stuff. Faith. That's it. Faith. <laughs> Speaking of faith, we should stop there real quick. I know, I can't believe we brought that up. In the midst of before Michael and I moved here, he was really um, showing me that he was like excited about, you know, his faith and Jesus. And we went to this concert and it was great. And I was just, I was born in a Catholic town. Um, You know, I didn't really know that once you step out, there's other ways of, you know, sinking Christianity itself. Like I thought, Catholic, Catholic way was the only way. I, mm-hmm. didn't, I, I didn't realize, you know, I was just kind of in that cone of just this is what it, what it is. So I kind of learned, um, started learning there's other ways between Baptist and Lutheran, and then I'll get to how we became like just a non-denominational in the story. Um, so I'm starting to like learn all this stuff, and I'm like, wow, that's cool. I'm like, it's not even as like crazy as it was with, with my upbringing. I'm like, okay. So we move to Florida. Right after we moved, we took a trip out to Vegas to see one of his friends. It was our first trip ever together. This was the best. It was like the first time ever because we've been on a million plane trips since and I'll never forget this one. Uh Uh-oh, choked up. It's okay. Oh gosh, every game changer, I'll probably get choked up. (laughs) Anyways, we had a great time with his friend, Steve and Robin. Hey, Kanopkis. Um... Steve gave, I don't know, I think Steve gave Mike a book. And this was like, this is a basic for anybody who is interested in just learning some basic foundations about, you know, just being an entrepreneur or being a supportive wife of an entrepreneur. Um, Rich Dad, Poor Dad by Robert Kawasaki is, can be just a really good first of one, you know, book to read to create a good foundation and set some goals. So anyways, we read that coming home on the red eye. Michael crushed the whole book in the flight. And as he made it through each chapter, he kind of made me read some paragraphs um, or like outlined it to me. And we kind of just started talking about things and just kind of saying, saying, wow, like, what do we want to do with our life? Like, what do, you know, what do we want? Do we want, what do we want? I said, you know, we just kind of between having a strong faith and we kind of just started learning. We just want our freedom. We just want to do what we want. I don't want to worry about sick days. I don't want to worry. Mm. I want to be able to pick my kids up from school and do their homework and get dinner and just just be available. I'm just not, you know, I just wasn't in the motion to freedom. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry. I'm just not a girl that I don't want to work 60, 70 hours a week and bust and be crazy and go, go back to school for all these degrees. Yeah. I'm not hating on anybody who's driven like that. I'm just, I'm just not, I want to free up my time. I want to go to yoga. I want to pick up my kids from school. I just want to slow down. Um, we read that book coming home on the plane and we started kind of setting some goals between the two of us. That's mm. when it all began. We were like, all right. I kind of always knew I was a little different. I saw that Michael is definitely different in a, as a person. He, um, he's definitely an entrepreneur. I think you, Honestly, I think someone has to have it like, I don't want to say in their blood, but like to be a hard driven entrepreneur, you have to. You need the fire. And you know what? And if you want to be really, really successful and really like achieve the goals, everybody can be an entrepreneur or whatever. And you just have to say what your goal is. Why are you doing what you're doing? Michael did a really good job figuring all that out. Um, we even, you know, learned some some really quick things where we bought some real estate when we moved down there. Mike's dad's laughing. I'm saying the market's going to crash. And we're like, oh, whatever. We're just going to do what we want. We bought a house that like the, the you couldn't burst that bubble anymore. Bubble bursts. Mm. It was like, oh, great. Awesome. The house we just bought is like just downed. 
we didn't really care. We didn't pay attention to it. We just kept working on it. It was a fixer up or we just kept working on it. Like whatever. We're not dwellers. We don't think back. We're not. Right. We just got to keep moving forward, you know, just move fast and take these risks. Don't be afraid. Um, be, don't be afraid and just like pray on it and just keep mm-hmm. moving. That's kind of how the mentality was and it is. So we get married. This is another little uh, game changer, a little bit right here. Um, we get married right around all this time going on. And we went on our honeymoon. Another book that we read um, to help start tying in all our goals was another basic for anybody um, you know, who wants a really good foundation. It's just a basic, the fir- a good first book, I'm sure to say, is uh, The 4-Hour Workweek uh, by Tim Ferriss. It's lots and lots of lessons and... <sighs> That was the big game changer. Mm-hmm. Like, what? A, this is like showing us how wow it is possible. So that yeah. starts teaching us how to outsource, teaching us how time is money. And I'm, this is back in. I'm looking at my my notes, and this is back in 08. So this is a while ago. This is when we start learning these mm-hmm. things, um, and it's kind of blowing our mind and getting us excited. Saying, "All right, let's start building some stuff here." Where now, mind you, I'm not working during this time, and like now it's time we want to start a family and get married and. We just want to keep me free a little bit so that way I can have our kids right. and be there for them. And that was kind of tight. Like we started making these plans for how we're living now. Back then, 2007, 2008, um, I guess I'll just add to that that we just start at that all that time. We joined Feather Sound Church, mm-hmm. another game changer. Yes. No, a little bit of a tickle in my throat, not too bad. We were married there. Um, we've been going there. We're now members there of it's been 12, I think it's 12 years now. We've been former members of Feather Sound Church. We've seen that church go up and down. Um, we've created our own faith with our own relationship each with God. And it's been amazing. It's been an awesome church. Um, we're holding on to it dearly and, um, it's been very, very good for us. It's a non-denominational church. Mm. I didn't even know that. I had no idea that you could, you know, just be a Christian. For anybody out there who was kind of clueless like me, I had no idea that you could just be a flat-out Christian. Like our Featherstone Church is non-denominational, so we're not Lutheran, Baptist, Catholic, we're right. nothing. Which, so you can wear jeans, it's laid back, there's no pushy, there's no third party praying yeah. to. It's just learning the prayer and the message that day, getting involved in Bible study, and just having your own relationship, That's it, and just applying mm. to the Bible to today in your own life. And it's amazing when you go, and it's just like, you walk out, I walk out crying, because I'm like, that was for me today. You know, <laughs> it happens awesome. like once a month, and I'm like, oh, great. I'm like, I feel like the pastor was staring at me when he was talking. And it's just, I, and then everybody's like, me too. So it's just really relatable. It's just current, and that's what's awesome about it. Um, and that's why it's been perfect for Michael and I. Well, and that free, when you were talking about how the, you and Michael met and then, you know, having those those big discussions that probably a lot of couples don't have about, you know, what do we want, our, the big why, setting goals, how you know, and when you're talking about not working because part of that, part of those goals and part of that ultimate vision was the creation of a family and a, a mom who was there for the kids. Yeah, we that's were very like, important. what do we so, want to do? We had to tie them all together. Yeah, and so every that category, freedom, that balance thing. That freedom in what you were building in terms of like career and family life is almost parallel to how you're describing the church, like with the freedom and you can be who you are. You don't need a label or to be in a I box. I thought so of it like that. There's that parallel, like you you were seeking that freedom yeah. to have that success and balance in your personal and family life. And and it, you also had it in in a church with your faith. Yeah, yeah. It's it's refreshing and it's fun and it just keeps it light and it just keeps it personal. Um, but every church has mm-hmm. 
you know, Michael was served as a deacon on the board there. Um, yeah. He had to make some tough decisions where the blowbacks were bad, but he, Michael's just a smart business, intelligent, faithful person. So yeah. he makes the right decisions and take, leaves the noise in the outcrowd yes. and just makes what the right decision for the church is. And um, we just kind of learned that, whew, that can be tough mm-hmm. and have flames on it <laughs> and have resentment on it. But then it's funny, two or three years later when the church is booming, yeah. you know, people are like, wow. Yeah. That was right. Maybe some right okay. decisions. You know, sometimes change is good. It's not necessarily a bad thing. And I feel bad if people got their feet stepped on. Um, you know, it's just out of good heart. But that's part of the looking ahead, which you talked that about. That should be a game changer. Like, back. I got choked yeah, up. Yeah, that is a game changer. changer. Because that was a big point in our life where we knew you just have to make the right decisions. And sometimes that's just really difficult to do and make that faithful decision. Thank you so much for listening to the Strong by Design podcast. If you find our show helpful in any way, please let us know by leaving a five-star review on iTunes. Go to strongbydesignpodcast.com. Your review will help us reach more listeners and continue to change lives. Let's get back to the show. What's resonating in me when, as you're talking about, again, you and Mike, Michael meeting and the kind of person he was, the kind of person you were, what you wanted to build. Like, There's just this, I mean, this incredible sense of it's him. I just like team I, he's and just an amazing friendship man. and I know. friendship. It's like this is who I get to live with my life with. Yeah. Thank you, God. I think there's such a strong, wonderful balance because you each have your strengths. Oh, we're in definitely what you're strong yin and yang in, but too. <laughs> how, well, and that's 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 why <laughs> yin and yang work, yes. right? But yep. how would you agree with the statement that in kind of all of this, like you're you know building up a business and a, a career and all of that, but you were also creating like a family anchor. In that giving, allowing, you know, doing this and pursuing this and forward thinking and looking ahead yeah. and making those decisions, it allowed, it allowed for Michael, well, for both of you An to have the success values. and keep building on that while at the same time having this anchor in the family home to keep the family yeah. unit together. Yeah. And it's just about balance too. And keeping it all balanced. Yeah. He's and balance guy. isn't always like this. You know it's what? like this. He's the best one. He'll, he'll like put it, he'll balance his business. He balances the kids. He balances me. He balances, um, you know, his faith. He balances, you know, maybe mm-hmm. I could, I, I think he could hang out with his friends more to be honest with you. He needs to balance more fun. <laughs> Did you hear that? Mike? Yeah. He could use some more fun, non-business related. He's all business, <laughs> you know, but it's, it's a good thing. I'm not definitely yeah. not. Um, and let's just let's just clarify because I think sometimes this can be I'm not going to I'm not going to this is no judgment on anybody else or the public as a whole but it can be very easy because maybe for some people that know you or even people that don't that are maybe listening or maybe know about critical bench or know bits and pieces, mm-hmm. it, it can be easy to step back and go, "Well, wow, they're just one of those people Ugh. that it just happened it for." Happens every day. None of this came easy because Ugh. nobody it's kind of like when you when you let's say you um you decide you're going to build your dream home and it takes 10 years to build it and you've got all these wonderful That's parts kinda, and pieces yeah. coming then all of a sudden everybody sees the finished product but nobody saw when the contractors quit or when the wrong tiles showed up or you had it up to lockup stage and then a fire broke out and it all burnt down you had to start yeah. all over again but nobody sees all the little life curveballs that get thrown to test yeah. your faith and belief and your strength yeah. and your you know how we even have common favorite sayings that we get as the haters like oh, yeah. and one of them is uh you know we're not as lucky as you it's like mm. wow that's Whew, that's a pretty good one. That's a that's an easy justification to sit yeah. back and not do anything yeah, for the person saying to it. To see the none outside. None of this came I easy. Mean, remind you, everybody, Michael and all both of us, I should just start using we. I, I give him a lot of credit, though I always say Michael, but, um, you know, the, the fails that we've 
gone through and the stuff we've done just ourselves, like, mm-hmm. and it's, there's no luck in it. It's no. faith. And, and seeing, it didn't happen God overnight. God giving you things and seeing what you're going to do with it. Here's some money. Mm-hmm. What are you going to do with it? Are you going to do this? Are you going to do that? Who needs this here? Are you tithing? He's just, you know, we have that mentality, that core value of that tithing of that 10% was built years ago. Yes. When we're, you know, six figures, whatever 10% that was, we're sustaining seven figures, whatever 10% that is. It's always, doesn't matter what year it is, just, you know, like, what are you going to do with it? He's asking us, what are you going to do with this? So. Yeah. Well, I, I'm going to share a little personal story, but like, cause this is my first year with the company and just every, I mean, I, you, you know, you, you say how you're so thankful that you get to spend the rest of your life living and with Michael being his, his best friend, his teammate, his wife. I wake up thinking, gosh, like at my point in life with my ups and downs and the age that I am, not a lot of people were looking for almost 50 year old moms to yeah. come on board for, because are you going to get choked up now it's not it's not like, it's not like i had it's not like i've got another 30 40 years in the yeah. workforce to be honest but yeah. i mean when i'm and, and the position i applied for isn't the position i ended up working in i know you know and so i, I get up every all. day and i think what on earth did i ever do to deserve this opportunity yeah because i to, to land here yeah. in this company with, I mean, I like everybody that I work with. I like all their that First of all, that was number one. I wouldn't even look, we wouldn't even, you know, got as far as we did. All right, sorry, go ahead. You continue. Yeah, but I like that, that gratitude, that thankfulness every single day to come here because it doesn't feel like work. Like Mm -hmm. it does not feel like a job. It doesn't feel like work. It's like, I'm actually coming and being a part of something that's bigger and greater than me. But if I can contribute a component that helps somebody, then I, you know, when it's my last day on earth, I can feel good about that. Yeah. That's what's so good about this company. That's just the main goal. And I can remember at Christmas time, you know, getting- Michael's been making these decisions for years and years and sticking to this. This has been the core value. This is why it works. After year, after year, after year. Yeah. And at, at Christmas, he, uh, you know, we were all kind of finishing up and we were doing all the fun things and stuff, but also like it's kind of end of the year. So it's like, there's deadlines and tests. You want to get done because you want to come back in January, not behind, but yeah. um, there was the Christmas bonus thing, which I wasn't expecting or thinking. I was just like looking forward to making a Christmas for my kids. And uh, I got this Christmas bonus, which I wasn't expecting. Aww. And I was like... I didn't open it in front of them because I didn't want to cry, <laughs> but I, okay, I, um, cry. when I got home that evening, I did send Michael an email, like, you know, thanking him. Yeah. And I can remember his response. There was absolutely no ego in his response at all. He was like, don't thank me. Yeah. He doesn't that's have an just, ego. That, that's, that's from our creator. Yeah. And I'm just sharing the gift. Yeah. So don't thank me. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just rolls. a vehicle. I was like. That could, because that could have been a moment for a lot of people to go, oh, you're welcome, and to, you know, puff their chest out. I'm like, I'm yeah. so successful that I can hear do what this. he's saying. He just, pfft. yep. It didn't even, he, to him, he like really, he took no ownership or part in that. Mm. And I was like, it's not, it, but is it's because it's not ours. It's not ours. It's, so it's, it's just that mentality um, and, and faithfulness yeah. keeping every day is what um, has driven this company. And I'm just really happy to hear how happy you are um, from my side, because, you know, I did the, in processing, yeah. you're the, the you're the one who's here with the guys, and well, luckily we have more females now yeah. to balance all this yeah, out. Yeah. And uh, but I'm really glad to hear that how how happy you are. So that's oh, really yeah. good. Um, let's get in some good stuff. Okay, so uh, yeah, and here I want to I want to actually I want to jump down here to debt. 
Because when you are an entrepreneur, that is not a rarity. It's not like it's something that, oh, it happens early. Like you deal with the debt and then every day after that is... Yeah, this picks up the story you know? perfectly. Yeah, um, so, getting back to and us. being the wife, you, you, I mean, that could be an incredibly overwhelming, scary oh. thing to say. Like, let's yes. just go for it. Let's just do it because yeah. you guys talk about everything. Yes. You know, every major is, decision, every big decision. Like, it's not like he comes to work and makes decisions, and you have no. You're not that no. kind. You're not like an in the dark kind of. No, clock. but I don't want every little nitpick. Well, no, on. no, no. So talk about <laughs> that because again, that also comes into people going, "Oh, it's, you're probably lucky. Oh, it happened." I had to for learn you, that. Ooh. Well, I think it, it started right from the get go, where it, it, it kind of set myself up really nice because this was his thing he was doing mm-hmm. when I met him. So when I went into our relationship, I didn't feel like I had any say whatsoever. Right whatsoever what he does or what he spends or what he's expensing or what he's advertising yeah. or what he's, you know, yeah. outsourcing. He wasn't doing that much at the time. Um, a lot of it was he was just doing it himself for long hours, but I had no say. Well, fast forward, how many, how many years from that? <laughs> Maybe 10, actually 2000. This is, I had my notes going to 2009 and 2010. Um, it, we can stem right off of the whole debt situation because all entrepreneurs know mm. Beginning, during, end, whatever, there's always expenses, there's always credit card bills, there's always lease <laughs> yeah. bills, there's always, you know, it just, it's all going, but it's worth it all. So this was right after our daughter was born and Michael was trying to take his business to the next level. Now he's just doing all this from home, kind of try. he didn't really get out yet. He got, I don't even know who, I think Vince invite, in, invited him. He got wind of Vince Del Monte's mastermind group up in, um, the first one I think was in Quebec City. Now to join this mastermind group, for anybody who does not know what a mastermind mm. group is, just a group of pretty much entrepreneurs who pay either a leader or someone who has you know, been doing this for a long time to gain some knowledge and they hire people to speak or they meet together and they go through things are working, things aren't working. Um, in the meantime, we have fun and we travel and we party together and it's just a good time. Okay, so this is the first one we get invited to. It's $10,000 up front just to join this group. Mm-hmm. You think we have $10,000 up front? No way. No way. You're right. We just moved into our house. We're fixing it up. We're just starting to have babies. I want to, you know, my kitchen's from the 70s. <laughs> like, we don't have $10,000 in cash. There's right. just no way. And you know what? Mike was just kind of like, I don't have it, but it, like I was just like, who cares? Mm-hmm. Who cares? Like you want you got to grow your business. What are you just going to sit around and try to think of ways? Like I know I just have to like push him just the tiniest bit because he's so motivated. He's yeah. so competitive. He's so no. I'm just going to do this and it's going to pray and I'm going to be faithful and it's just going to work out. I saw that in him so long ago, mm. years ago. And I was like, all right, who cares? Just do it. We'll find the ten grand somewhere. You know, yeah. credit cards. Yeah. You know, we'll never ask, you know, borrow anything from anybody, but, you know, we'll figure it out ourselves, yeah. just the two of us, because we're just our own team. We don't really get any yeah. advice from, um, you know, what we should do f- with, from other people at this time. So this was like the door opener. This is when we met a lot mm. of people. This is when we lo- met a lot of our dear friends to this day. A lot of the wives. I love them. All of them. You all know who you are. Yep. <laughs> ton of traveling. Um, so I start hanging around all these people, these other guy entrepreneurs, and I'm like, whoa, I'm seeing what they're doing. Like, these guys are not messing around. And then in my Game head, time. I'm like, that's kind of a perfect for Michael, because I just um I just married someone who doesn't mess around. So this is like the perfect combination here. And only as some like I would say maybe half were, you know, Christians and have strong faiths. Not everybody was, which is okay. We're just kind of mm-hmm. getting in and meeting people and just, you know, I'm trying to be on my best behavior. So we go through all this. Michael just, it opened doors everywhere. And, you know, I don't even think we looked back and figured out even how to pay the $10,000. It wasn't even a second thought. Right. 
That's part of taking these risks. You just kind of keep moving forward. We were probably thinking of the next investment right. or the next thing that yeah. we were going to pay for him to learn or join or whatever. And that ten thousand, we hadn't even. It was only a few months later, and we weren't even thinking of that anymore. You had momentum. It's like you take these steps mm-hmm. and these momentums. You don't even think back at all. Yeah, you can't dwell. And if you dwell, like, oh my goodness, like he could have been up in Quebec City, and I could have been like on the phone to him saying, you know, oh that's really good, babe. You're at the bar, but how are you going to pay back this ten thousand yeah. dollars? Where's my get? kitchen? Yeah. <laughs> you spent ten thousand dollars, and now you're in a bar. What are you doing, hanging <laughs> so, out after? After their meetings, blah, blah, blah. Like, yeah. that is, if no. you're like that as a wife, you cannot be married to an entrepreneur. I'm sorry. I'm just going to lay that down. You just mm. can't. It's very important. Good, babe. Do some networking. Get home safe. You know? Yeah. Hopefully, you, you talk to some right people tonight and do some great networking. Yeah. Some, somewhere along the lines of all this, someone said to me once, and it was right around those years that uh, he said, just, you know, keep showing up and make them keep showing up to this day. Even mm. when it doesn't feel like going. It doesn't feel like entering an airplane. I push him out the door. So it's that little Show thing behind up. me saying, just keep showing up. Showing up. So, um, so that kind of all just started blowing up, and that's when you know a game changing mm. opportunity when we joined that group from Michael was it started just opening. And these have been a big part moving forward. These mastermind groups, massive, right? yeah, they're massive, they're huge. Yeah, um, I was lucky that um, because of Mike, I got to go to like a, a two day a two day Craig Valentine. Oh yes. yeah. So and Ooh, Craig Valentine shout out. That's a good one. Yeah. Hi Craig. Yeah. So good. <laughs> hey, Craig. And Craig's amazing. So I mean, not that I, I, um, I many, many years ago was part of a mastermind group. So I know the impact that they can have on your business and yes. not just your business, but like how you can actually get that balance in your personal life and your business. Cause yeah. the mastermind groups, yeah, Craig Valentine's an amazing personal account. coach. He makes you balance everything. everything. You I mean, have to, even balance like when you're going to brush your teeth, like <laughs> let's just organize your life yeah. and just do it. He's yeah. not messing around. These because guys you not can around have kind of, it all. And when, remember, I want to remind our th- listeners that these aren't just gentlemen who are just out there just to like, you know, just run a little business and get by and go home and sit on the couch. Like these are hard no. driven people like massively driven. Yeah. I've never seen much so much a drive in my whole life in a group mm. of people. It's amazing. Michael's drive pulls me in mind. Yeah. I don't have that drive. I have the drive to do other things in other categories. I have a drive to do a headstand in yoga, but I don't have a drive to make, you know, seven almost eight figure trying to make have the drive figures. that makes him show up. Yeah. Too. I'm like, That's go, huge. Yeah. Go. You know? Here's some clean laundry. Everything's clean. Pack your suitcase. <laughs> your socks match yeah. and you're all together. See ya. <laughs> Let me know when you land. Just text me. Don't yeah. call. Just you know so I always have to, you know, allow my man to take his risks and I have to just support him and just support him and just support him. Thank you so much for listening to the Strong by Design podcast. If you're enjoying today's show, please subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. Go to strongbydesignpodcast.com. Let's get back to the show. If you were sitting here across from a newlywed wife. Okay. Married to a driven man who's got big dreams, great, mo- like all this motivation, inspiration, smart, but no money. What are some things that you would say to her to not, I don't want to use the word surviving. It's not about surviving it, but how it's to like jump in with two feet and go with it. It's just about like maintain. I know. I mean, there's so many qualities. There really yeah. is. There's like, like being but supportive. the first thing mm-hmm. is just... Having, I mean, everything is just based on our faith mm-hmm. and letting go of the steering wheel. Yeah. That's like a quality that, like, for even for a business example, talk about that. Of like, okay, just recently we had to make a business deal and we know and the option, the end result is A or B. Oh, we'd love A. It'd be great. Yeah. But if B, if B gets picked, if the person decides B, yeah. Well, no, that's kind of what God wanted for us. Okay. Right. So, um, you just kind of have to let go of that, that what, 
both you and your spouse kind of have to really just let go of that steering wheel and take these risks. And both of you just, you know, whatever's, you know, whatever's in front of you is going to be with in front of you. And, um, God will just have his plan because you can't, if you're going to start worrying about everything and just trying to control everything, it's not even turning out the way you're trying to control it. Mm. It's God's plan. Everything you try and control in life, does it turn out the way you want? Never. Never. <laughs> Never. He, God is a sense why of humor. The, why bother <laughs> worrying about it? Yeah. That's, you know, and then you can seek alternative ways that when you do start worrying about it, people are like, oh, I'm not like, you know, why doesn't Courtney worry that much or whatever? Because I do all alternative things of like, I have faith that whatever is in front of us, that's the path that's God. I, yeah. Why am I, I I'm not going to worry about it. Yeah. I did that in the past, 2010, when I had a baby and it was just chaotic. She caught an infection and I'm trying to be the perfect mom and I'm trying to, you know, the first year was crazy. Michael and I started seeing, you know, just a Christian therapist to just help us find some balance and figure it out. And I'm like, whoa, I am trying to control life right now. I'm trying yeah. to control the baby. I'm, so the wife, like, there's no controlling nothing. Mm. There really isn't. because it's. So you let go and the wheels just kind of yes. know what to do. So this whole freedom versus the rat race, because mm-hmm. we talked a lot about that when we had our pre-podcast lunch meeting. We did. We had a little conference over, yes. over a delicious lunch. And we talked a lot about that. You know, and you said you don't want to offend anyone because like a lot of people are caught up in the rat race because that is actually what we believe. We, we know we need to get up. We need to go, 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 go. We need to work really hard. And we're driving and driving and driving and pushing ourselves and almost like spinning our wheels without getting that traction. Mm-hmm. You guys wanted... That wasn't what we wanted. No, you wanted I was freedom. doing that out of college. Yeah. I have a note to go back here. When I graduated college, I worked for a minor league baseball team in the northern part of Massachusetts. And I liked what I did, but and I, at the time, I'm like, oh, this owner, what is he doing? I was overworked. I had like long hours and just doing a lot of things. And just, you know, as an employee, I'm like, this is just not what I, what I want to do. But now that I look back, I'm like, this man was genius. He was running a great business. Wow. I didn't see it then. I see it now. Mm-hmm. Um so I was doing that. I was spinning my wheels yeah. right away. I had a call to I said, this is not what I want to do. Nope. I don't want to spin my wheels. So, um, you know, that was just a crucial turning point too of reading all those books mm-hmm. and coming up with our core values of being like, okay, we're just going to strive for our freedom and we just don't want to have our own time and we want to travel whenever we want. I don't want to worry about sick days. Right now we're benefit immensely from it because we have young children in school. Mm-hmm. Do you know how many times they are sick in one <laughs> all the time. school year? My daughter just missed all of last week from school. Yeah, Michael and I do not have to have the conversation of who's going to call into work or who's going to take yeah. a week off of work because you know they catch fevers for a few days ago yeah. all week who can come and stay with it's the an kids, automatic yeah. i'm like great and i say to him wow look how lucky we are i yeah. get to stay home and just take care of, i'm gonna watch the, watch a movie we're gonna bake i'm gonna do some laundry you know we'll go for a walk maybe we'll be you know yeah plus my kids were being sick but i'm just so thankful that i can just be there and i don't have to have the conversation with my husband of whose day is more important right now and right who has to call what boss and if he wants to stay home he can he's the boss he can you know do what he wants and it was just that freedom that we really strive for and it's you know, right now we're like, yes, we're paying off and we're thankful that we're finally just kind of cruising along in that mm-hmm. freedom that we really were setting ourselves up years ago for. And I just want to clarify so that we're very clear. You like, because I get it, I'm hearing it, and I'm sure a lot of our listeners are, but you're not talking about freedom so that either one of you can just kick back and put your feet up. This is the freedom <laughs> to be able to continue digging in, digging deep, showing up and mm. getting it done and moving ahead all the time. You're keeping that mm. momentum going. But once you take away the freedom, it can stall that. But by working smarter 
And by always coming together and having the, the, the big, you know, the big conversations and yeah. making the difficult choices together, you keep your freedom so you can do all of that, but it doesn't just land in your lap. It's hard work. It's yeah. going forward. It's showing up. It's digging deep. Long it's hours, digging in. Michael's put it and you all get night. the, f- yeah. I, well, there's nights I know, yeah. like I usually show up early because <laughs> yeah. I like to get on the US 19 before five o'clock. Yeah. <laughs> but I know there's times I'll come in and I'm like, oh, he must've been here late. Yeah. Like he must've been here late. Like, cause there's, you know, there's a coffee mug in the sink and just things like that. And, and yeah. you find out no one ever sits around and says, well, I came in at six or I stayed till 11, but you just know because the amount of work and things that get done don't just happen by going home and flipping up the leg rest on the lazy boy, having a beer and watching no, a game. No, we just want to do what we want, you know, <laughs> yeah. when we want, but it's only on God's terms. It's only, you know, we're going to tithe, we're going to give back, we're going to travel. Some people see the small picture of the travel and, you yes. know, where I maybe I live or whatever, but they don't know what else, you know, you've seen it firsthand in hope mm-hmm. and, you know, just the giving back and God, it's only on God's terms. So he's, he's testing us too. What are you going to do with this? What are you doing yeah. with it? What are you doing with it? It's constant and it's always, it's not like you do it once and it's like, okay, check that off for 2019. Yeah. No. I get a what 10 are you month doing pass. With <laughs> Every month. What are you doing with this? Yeah. Yeah. And that's how Michael thinks too. And so those years when we were, we were really starting to learn too is um, the convenient part over things and the mm-hmm. outsourcing over trying to just save, freeing up our time instead yes. of doing petty things. Like the whole time is money and Michael learning how much his time is actually worth per hour. If mm-hmm. an entrepreneur does that, that's a really good thing an entrepreneur needs to do. Here's a key thing for someone who really is trying to just get a hold of what they're doing. You need to know how much you are worth. How much mm-hmm. are you worth? If you're worth the next What's amount your value? and you're wasting three hours when you could have paid someone to do it for a tenth of that worth. I mean, I'm talking about entrepreneurs, people who are, you know, the CEOs and run fabulous companies. Like this has to be strictly for people who have that blood entrepreneurness. Yeah. And I, that's what I have in front of you. That's what I married. Yeah. You know, so I'd remind everybody that's what I'm pushing here kind of tuning my entrepreneur in front of me right. and learning with him. And now that it's years later, it's like, it's good. So I guess we can go, let me think. Can we go into the judging part now? I was just going to ask you. So like, again, because it, it comes, it, like <sighs> everything comes around because again, it's like looking at what, you know, stepping in and going, because I could step back and go, well, wow, that much, you know, that must be nice. That much. Well, yeah, you know what? It is nice, but guess what? It didn't just happen. It didn't yes. happen overnight. It didn't no. happen easily. It wasn't because someone later. said, here's a million dollars. This Go August make something will with be it. 15 years since I got that phone call and I met Michael yeah. a week and a half later. And it's, so this is 15, 15 years of years knowledge the, here. Of growing yes. and learning Yes, this is part one, by the way. Yeah. So when, the next 15 years, we'll do part two. We'll do part two. I'll be like, wow, I'm the so much series, smarter. Yeah, that's the the, I'm setting myself up. Sequel. See how I do that? Yeah, awesome. So yeah, let's get in there. talk about being judged as the wife. It's everywhere. Because right, right, you're you're the tro- you got you've now you've got the nice kitchen yeah. and the nice house and the beautiful. It's not it's even all, that. It's, all easy. it's not even that. It's <laughs> right, just, Courtney. Sometimes it's all I easy. even just get it's just coming down to just hating on the happiness. Like forget the stuff. It's just the happiness, and mm. it's just the good the good relationship with my husband. Michael and I genuinely like each other. We're friends. We and how laugh. much do you th- think that hurts some people? Oh. Um, Don't, do you not think like that's like the big yes, thing? They, that's yes. the big thing that feeds yes. all the other crap. We genuinely part of my just, language, yes. But, your friends. Never forget date night. It's mom and dad. Kids better get used to mom and dad are going out always. No, it's like, oh, we're having date night once in a while. It's like, oh, we're going out again. No. You know, like we're constant. Michael and I come first too. Oh, there's a little blurb too before we're getting into the judging that I don't even think I put it in my notes, but I was thinking about the other night. Um, and people probably think I'm absolutely crazy when I say this, especially first time moms. Your kids are not first. I'm sorry, but they're not. 
people right now say, oh, this girl. Yeah, right. I love my kids so much. Mm. I'm not saying I don't no, love my kids. I know exactly. I mean, your but kids keep talking because I know where you're coming from it. First. Right. Your kids are first. You cater them to be a princess and they cater keeping them. Everybody's trying to keep their kid happy. Uh-uh. Relationship falls Good apart. times. Yeah. Where's your husband? Yeah. Where's your relationship? Strangers. Where's your faith? Yeah. God is first, first of all. Mm-hmm. Let's put that first as a family. It's not, are we going to church this weekend? It's, oh, we have church in a half yeah. an hour. We got to get out of here. It's like, oh, we got, no, it's an automatic. Are we going to Bible study on Wednesday? I'm going to get that into my, my blinders. Mm. Um, just Michael and I have to come first together. Mm-hmm. I mean, if, we, if we're not, if our, our relationship, people will hate on our relationship because we put so much time into it. We go to like weekend away where we have to like, go to seminars and just learn how to communicate and just how to grow our faith together. And our kids benefit from that more than us just trying to just be there for every minute of them. Um, so I don't put my children first. I love them. If they listen to this later on in life, I'm not they'll loving get you it. any less. No, they'll get it. I love Michael the most after God out of any of you, you know, he, yeah. cause we were first. Of course you were. We were together first. Like this is, you know, and he, Michael does such a good job of putting me first. You know, people are like, oh, I'm not going to, su- that whole submitting thing to your wife. Well, guess what? When it's done correctly, it works. It is. Mm-hmm. If you really dig into it and you understand the concept of, I don't walk around and submit to my husband and be like, oh, whatever you say, uh, you know, it's more of hu- the husbands learn about putting me first. They don't put them first. Mm-hmm. So if I'm letting him, he leads me and he puts me first. Like he's in front of me, but I'm first. Yeah. That's what it comes down to. If anyone needs to clarify that, right. um, I think it's important because a lot of people just look at the at the, the title of it and they get bitter and they judge and they right. say, but... It works when it's done correctly. And well, it makes, yeah. you, makes you love your man even more. I'm like, oh, that's so awesome. You know, it's just like, wow, what an awesome man I have. Because yeah. it puts me first. Mm-hmm. But I'm, you know, I'm letting him lead me. It's great. Well, let's, let's make an analogy that's, that some people might understand a little better. Like winning teams that win all the time because they're a team. Yeah. And because their coach leads them but puts the team first. Yeah. The team comes. That's a great yeah. analogy. Yeah. yeah. So for anybody that's going, huh, pick a winning team. And look at that. Yeah. Because that's what a good, uh, well, really, I will say relationship because there's a lot of marriages that aren't necessarily strong relationships, but you guys have a relationship. Yeah. That it has, helped that we were friends first. Yeah. We hung out with groups of people. You like each other. We had a great foundation. <laughs> then when we kind of started getting just together, we, Michael did a really good job of just kind of saying, this is how it's going to be. Um, I wasn't, it wasn't like take it, how it, take it or leave it. It was just kind of like, I think this is important for us if we're going to do this life, family, everything, yeah. business, everything and grow and do what we want. Like these are some foundations we need to start now. Yeah. And that was right. When we were dating, like not, let's not work on these things 15 years from now. Like, and some of those are amazing and they, were, they benefited to us why we yeah. are the way we are today. Um, so jumping back to the whole judging part, mm. because I have a ton of notes on that. Um, it's tough. It's very tough. Um, it's caused me to be extremely, extremely more and more private as I'm getting older and as yes. just everything between kids and the business growing because um, jealousy is a bitch and it's everywhere. Mm-hmm. And um, here's one thing that you asked me what I could tell that, you know, the wife, I'll just keep taking blurps back mm-hmm. to that, um, you know, about who's new, you know, if you're just newly dating an entrepreneur and this could be guy, you know, man or female mm-hmm. who, run, who is the entrepreneur and just a supportive spouse. We do things to just kind of keep ourselves you know, as I've gotten more and more private, we just kind of build those blinders up and those blockers up. Um, and it, for examples are, we join a group called Roar mm. by Ron Eccles. He's yeah. the leader. He's amazing. Um, we just join groups. We go to seminars. 
we read, Michael reads a lot of books. I'm not the big book reader, but we just kind of, between our faith and the Bible and just putting everything together, um, it helps us just kind of create, like, how to just keep us focused on what we're doing together. We go on a Bible study on Wednesday nights. We just went last night. Like, I love it. It's great. Sometimes I don't feel like going and then I leave and I'm like, I'm so glad I went. That Mm -hmm. was just great. That was like meant for me. I always feel like it's meant for me. You know, (laughs) it's funny. Oh, I know what I was going to tell the person from behind Mm -hmm. the wife. You're going to be surprised to the wife who's newly now or the husband, I'm sorry, who's newly now trying to start all this and going to be the support of things. Some of your friends then who you're, you know, cool with everything and you never think that 15 years later when you're just trying to, you know, be generous and have a good time and just, it's no problem or whatever. Right. Not everybody accepts generosity. People are generous. Did you, did you know that generosity makes people bitter? It, yeah. I did not know that. It certainly can. It can make who, them feel like you're making, like you're putting years them down ago. or making them feel small, but which I, is, you know, when it, it comes from a good place. it teaches me when someone's yeah. trying to be, my, our friends are generous with us and yeah. we know they just want to create memories and have a good yeah. time and put our kids together. Yeah. Like, I'm like, all right, let's do this. And then there's no like, oh, I need to pay them back or anything like, right. wow, they just want to have a good time with us and that's fine. And I just never knew that. Sorry. Go right ahead. I just went off on a tangent. I do that often. <laughs> That's what this show's all about. Yeah. It's, it's unscripted. Oh, this and I kind of put stuff. here too, we kind of keep our path narrow. Yeah. You know, instead of wide, widening the path and stuff, we just go like kind of keep that circle kind of smaller. You know, one of the things that I've left out, one of the key ingredients to all this is surrounding us around people that are going to make us grow and help us keep our faith strong. Um, and choosing wisely who you're putting yourself around on a daily mm. basis um, is very, very important. Um you know, and only pe- people who can, you can only kind of surround yourself around people who can respect your ways and just respect what you're doing and just be genuinely happy for help you. Help raise you up. Yeah, and help you raise up and just be there when, you know, my kid just puked all over my car because I'm just a normal person. Yeah. You know, <laughs> that's the bottom line. Yeah. So then let me ask you then, like, or because I this is this is my perception when I hear you talking because some people will hear like when you say things like put the blinders on they'll be like oh well that's a narrow mindset that's only but that's only looking at a small picture but when you're talking about blinders on I'm what I'm believe you're saying is that those blinders keep the garbage and crap and destructiveness out. They actually so call you it can, a garbage in other in books. Yeah. Yep. So you can the blinders aren't there to keep you in a small space of not growing. The blinders are there. Mm-hmm. to keep you in line with your faith and your family and the goals and all of that stuff that you're working on. So actually, they're called blinders, but within within the blinder scope of you, your world is huge and big with all those things that fill it up, that feed you, that fulfill you, that... that, that you it's know, almost like we're defending our core values and our goals and our family goal and our like, no, this is us and you're not going to mess us up and this is what we're doing. Thank you so much for listening to the Strong by Design podcast. If you're enjoying today's show, please subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. Go to strongbydesignpodcast.com. Let's get back to the show. You're not going to let every person that comes up to the door into your home. You just would never do that. Because, yeah. I mean, you don't, right? Yeah. You're, you know, and so, since I moved away yeah. from where I grew up, I've learned a lesson, too. It takes two or three years to really get to know a person, too. It does. It really does. It doesn't just take, oh, I have a new best friend, and six months later, like, it takes yeah. a few years to get to that core yeah. You know, yeah. understanding. Just because you both like tacos doesn't yeah. mean you're going to be friends. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> Or we could go to the good old, um, I have two quotes here too, that under the whole, you know, being judged categories, yeah. uh, we hear a lot as uh, you've changed or I could never do what you do. And before that used to fend me hard. 
I had some yeah. hard, I had a hard time, by the way. This wasn't easy going through all this and changing and being supportive. Growing. When I hear, you know, oh, you know, maybe you should just get a job so you have like, you know, medical benefits or you should be doing this because you went to college and you have a degree, whatever. Like I got a lot of feedback from them, un- unwanted feedback because I wasn't seeking advice, right. but people telling me what I should be doing instead of just supporting my husband because that yeah. wasn't enough. But a little on the, did they know on the back and we're creating this whole dynamic here. This isn't, you know, we're not messing around in life. Michael's not a mess around in person. No. Um, so that, so I used to let that offend me, but now right. I'm like, probably Thank not. Thank you. Yes. You Thank probably you. I couldn't changed. do what I do. Yeah. And you Thank probably you. couldn't do on a daily basis, you know, the amount of times we're at the airport and the, you know, the flights that we're constantly booking and me sending Michael out to traveling. They don't see that. I'm not a very big social media person. I'm very private. They don't see, you know, the hardness, you know, right. Sometimes we chose not to send, especially when they're young, our kids off to, you know, drop them off at seven in the morning, pick them up at five, six right. o'clock. And I chose to be there. It's hard to be there. It is. A it's lot. a full time. Well, it's like two full time yes. jobs being the mom. Yeah. My son gets out at 1145 every morning. So I only have a couple hours in the morning. And I'm like, my and me they go time. by quick, don't they? Um, 1145 <laughs> comes early, <laughs> very early. So I'm just saying like, maybe you couldn't do what I could do because the things that I also have to support my husband mm-hmm. and the mass numbers that I see go across my face that I have to be okay with. Yeah. You probably couldn't take that. 10, 12 years ago, we didn't have, 15 years ago, I'm sorry, 14, let's go 14 because it was the year in Boston. I would say exactly 14 years ago, and we hear people say it all the time, but they don't know who they're around, of we did not have a steady paycheck. There was no steady paycheck. The where security was there. The security there. was yeah. not there. The benefits weren't there. The thing that the people supposedly strive for when you get out of college and that's what you're supposed to step right into, you know, there was none of that. You couldn't you afford pro- to become complacent. You probably mm-hmm. couldn't do what I did then. That's yeah. how I look at it now because I was okay with it. And I was, it's okay, babe. Go do what you're going to do. Go spread your wings and you figure this out and have your faith. We'll tithe when we get back, whatever mm-hmm. we can, and we'll see what, what God has in store for us. And that's, yeah. that was the storm that was brewing to all this. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of good attitude now. Instead of taking offense, yeah. I'm like, you're right. I have changed and now. I'm thank later. Thank you for the compliment. And, I, and you know what? And I do it because we created it ourselves. With this, nothing was, we got to move 1,500 miles away and created this ourselves. Bottom line, there was nothing. Yeah. My in-laws moved here a few years later after, you know, when they started retiring. Mm-hmm. And it's great to have them around, but it was Michael and I, period. Guess? And the it dog, we guess. got a dog, that's it. Yeah. It was so um we've come a long way. Would you say that okay, like you've changed. I think that's I think I, and I, I understand what you mean because when I used to hear that, same thing, I would be like, Oh my gosh, I've changed. Like, yeah. Oh, but now it's like, thank you. Or thank I'd you. be like, I hope I did. I don't I know. be the same 10 Can you years imagine ago. if you if you were unwilling to change and embrace I'll call it fear because there's anxiety like there's a lot of uncertainty if you were the kind of person un, like so rigid with no flexibility no willingness to open up and be like there is a plan we're we're just we're let's go let's go because it's we're, we're going to make it work if you did not have that kind of not talking willy-nilly a, like oh if i just stand no, in the mirror changing, and say that, that, means right. that means you're not learning that means you're not growing where would you be that now means you're that. not i mean yeah. the mentality of someone maybe in your 20s or early 30s is different than you know in your 40s now of like what yeah you never you never held each other back which i think is really cool and that happens often and i'm sad to see it because sometimes i think in relationships i see a husband who could really or i could be the wife or someone who's yeah. really driven and the other one is just more of the holder backer when you know they really could what do you think holds people back? The scarcity mindset. Yeah. The scaredness of having to pay my bill. The stuff will get done if you are faith and you pray and you just, you know, 
that's a whole nother thing too of repetitive, affirmative positivity of always, you know, a lot of times when you're investing or you're making big decisions and stuff, like you have to picture it and you have to think about it and you have to be positive and you'd be like, all right, this is going to do this and this will work. And you don't think back. So sometimes the wives just aren't down with it. Mm. They're just not down with it. And they want their husband to bring home the steady paycheck and Mm -hmm. just to be like, okay, this will get paid and we have our health insurance, but that's okay. If they're not the entrepreneur driven, that's fine. That's fine. That's fine. Yeah. Do you think, do you think that there are spouses because it can be it can be you know the the woman can have that entrepreneurial fire or the man can have it but do you think it's fair to say that in some of these relationships um one spouse yeah they want they want that security that bi-weekly check the bills are paid the mortgage is they paid. take it there's give enough, it to me I got my yeah, there's enough to maybe take a vacation once or twice a year and they're happy with that because there's no they they just have that yeah. certainty but they set the whole year up probably in their brains but yet they want more like they're, they're, and they're are like bitter yeah, at the one, and, and then, then, the and then it's like, well, they have all of that, but but it's like, you yeah. kind of got yourself in this yeah. corner here yeah. where you're you've allowed yourself to be comfortable or go, this is okay, mm. I want more, but I I'm yeah. too scared or there's those this kind of stems a little bit. And I'm just going to touch on it in a hair because I don't want to get into like you know what's going on in the world today, but. I also think that right now, where we are in 2019, people are like, oh, it's just crazy right now. I almost think that feminism has been taken too far. Mm-hmm. And I didn't take any of these notes. This is raw right yeah. now. Um, I'm all for everything woman. I'm a, all right. When I'm not with my husband, I am an alpha woman. But when I'm with my husband, I am that beta woman to let my husband be that alpha husband, to let this mm-hmm. work. But when I'm not around him, like people are like, oh, I'm the woman of this house. You're, do you know how awful that hu- that makes that husband feel mm-hmm. probably? I'm sorry, but if I was a husband and I heard my wife say, I'm the alpha of this house, <laughs> he must have just cut their, you know, what's yeah, off. Yeah, it's quite emasculating, isn't it? Yes. How are you going to let your man do what he needs to do in your life if that's how you're mm-hmm. treating him and making him feel? Yeah. I'm sorry, I don't think it's gonna, it can work. Mm-hmm. How could it? Yeah. I just don't, I don't know. I'm a really strong, I probably have the entrepreneur in my life too, but I'm not, you know, but my entrepreneur is, Letting that entrepreneur do it, and I see him. You're getting choked up. I can yeah. Tell. Well, you're strong. Yeah. But you still are feminine. Yes. Michael is and strong. And this has taken 15 years to learn, Tanya. Yeah, so there's like there's female energy, there's male energy, yeah. and they're meant to. I heard work someone together. say that once, saying, "Yeah, be you know, when you're on your own, you can be the alpha woman. I am. I'm always on my own. I travel. I get on an yeah. airplane. I'll take off. Michael's cool with that, and I'll be that that alpha woman. No one's messing with me anywhere. <laughs> but when I come home. I'll switch my mode into like being more the beta wife to let my still my husband do because we still have to be on the same page with yeah. not only the business but with the family but but we're in sync. It's not like yeah. I'm just like oh whatever you say. We're in sync because we have to talk about everything after the kids go to bed because we have to, uh, I have a talking yeah. husband <laughs> and we talk everything out you know. But it keeps us sometimes I don't want to feel like doing it but it keeps us on the same page. Um, our mentality in our house also from when a lot of people being judging us, we feel like sometimes that's, that can be a lot of negative too that yeah. goes into your house, if, even if we talk about it. So yeah. we try not to talk don't about it. Don't feed it. it. Um, the energy in our house is like, we have a zero tolerance. We're like, we don't really try to complain that much, um, especially about major life things and just trying to just stay positive and talk about how, if it and if it doesn't go the way you're wanting is, we just kind of go back, okay, well, how can we learn from this? What can we do different next time? What is God teaching us from this? Um and it just kind of makes you appreciate the ones who don't judge and the ones who just love living life with you and having fun experiences and aren't yeah. keeping tallies because those right. bills are irrelevant. That's right. Someone's like, oh my goodness, they spent this amount of month to do this, but wow, look how much fun that was. 
and that stresses someone out, that bill's not even thought about. That's gone. That's yeah. I'm thinking about our present time, how much fun we're having right now, creating memories, taking pictures. These are some of your best friends in the world. Mm-hmm. You always strive when you're younger, be like, oh, when I, you know, later in life, yeah, I would when do I this. Grow up. I would t- yeah, when I grow up, you know, I would take all my friends. Not everybody's cool with that. Yeah. Not everybody's cool with that later in life because it's offensive, but I'm just trying to have fun with everybody. Right. You know, because I'm not even thinking about the, you know, if I'm going to do this, it means we can, we can. Yes. You know, because we've already done the, the, the hope in the church. Everything's, you know, the tithing's done. Yeah. So now we can enjoy it. That's first, mm-hmm. not the, you know, not the, right. the fun times. Those do not come first. Right. At all. No. So, um, that's a probably, very good lesson. I'm loud in this office because these no, walls are kind of thin. No, it's just, it's just, we got these super cool headsets that sound I know. amazing. Said, these are really nice headsets. Yeah. Um, and then just to close on all that too, is that we find that if you surround yourself around a lot of just other Christians and other, other mm-hmm. entrepreneurs, the mentality is just, you just feel like very just at ease and just, it's, it's really nice. Yeah. So that's what we try to, you know, put our people, put ourselves around more on a daily basis. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So let me ask you some, what, what does Courtney Westerdahl do? Mm-hmm. Um, in all of in all of this and all of the the exciting times and even like the the challenging times and yeah. all of it, what does what does Courtney Westerdahl do to take do care a lot of herself? Of Where like what's in if you're you know in the airplane when the oxygen mask drops? Oh, I love getting on an airplane. That's actually do, probably my favorite thing to do out of all things. Yeah. <laughs> Excuse me, I'm getting hiccups. I love traveling on an airplane by myself. Awesome music, movie, yeah. sleeping, you name it. Yeah. Quiet. Don't talk to me or talk to me if I'm in the mood. <laughs> I just love it. So if you sit next to Courtney on the airplane, yeah, do an assessment. Sometimes my <laughs> headphones are like not plugged in, but they're on. But no, right, right. I do a lot of things for myself. Because self care, would you? Um, self care is important. Like you need to yeah. take care of yourself yes. so that you're 100. percent So going else. into streaming into that, you know, why I'm such not a low strung, like a low anxiety person. Mm. I'm not. I'm not. You know. Um, First of all, I live at my yoga studio. That's my favorite. Yeah. I'm a little yogi. Yeah. A lot of you breathing do it like twice a day, don't you? Yeah, sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Um, just, you know, the breathing. And then I just walk out feeling like a different person. Mm. Like Michael come home and he'll know if I haven't gone. He's like, I'll just do a class. And I'll come home a different person. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of like, other than just having my strong faith and, you know, keep going to Bible study and all that things, what I benefit from the next thing I would say is just my exercise. I'm an athlete. I, w- I played volleyball in college, volleyball and softball, but mostly volleyball. Um, yeah, I've been an athlete my whole life. is a college level athlete. I'm like, not, not just like for fun. This is like State hardcore. champs in high school. Yes, hardcore. Shout out Don't to my softball teammates. You guys all know who you are. <laughs> yes, that was, um, that was some big years, but you know what? I know that those years toughened me up for these years. I'm so tough. Oh, yeah. I had hard coaches yelling at me. I was one of the top players. I was the captain, yeah. you know. I had some tough coaches. I was traveling the world at 10, 12 years old without my parents because they were home my brother working to yeah. go to tournaments. And here I go, my coach. Yeah. I grew up. I was tough. I understood. I, I, I can accept criticism from the coaches. So I was like, okay, I got to adjust. I got to do this. I can tell in life, I can't relate well with people who weren't really, I don't want to say athletes, but pe- kind of a little bit because they, you know, a good athlete can take that criticism. Mm-hmm. Okay. I need to adjust this then and do this to get that. My coach is telling me this or whatever. And, um, people who didn't have that in their background, I feel like they're a little, can be a little wimpy because they're not, haven't had that tough skin. Do you believe you're being prepared? Yes, that's yeah. what I said. Absolutely. Yeah. I didn't know it then. Yeah. When we left for Florida, by the way, I had, all right, so my brain 15 years, 14 years ago when we left Massachusetts to go to Florida, I had no idea why we were moving to Florida. But I had a kind of like this intuition, like feeling in the back of, you'll know in years. Yeah. You don't need it's to know coming. now. It's and I coming. was like, all right, I don't need to know now. But I kind of just knew. I trusted Michael and I just, I really didn't even have a faith with God at that time either, which is crazy. I just was like, all right, let's just do this. And 
I know whoever I am is going to be able to handle this. Yeah. It wasn't though easy. It was years no. of crying, years <laughs> of I wanted to go back and, you know, the hormones of pregnant, two pregnancies, Michael kind of, you know, being the man through all that, mm-hmm. you know, um, it's, yeah. it's, it's made me stuff. a tougher person. All yes. the stuff. Yes. All the stuff. But you do, you do take time for yourself because I do, I do want women or has, I want the, the, um, the support, the supporter, the support team of the entrepreneur. Cause this yes. is all about, you know, like, like wife perspective. It could be husband perspective, but like yeah. you're the support yeah. system Yeah, that I want those people to know that it's, you kind of have to do that. You know, like you need to, you need to kind of invest in some downtime, some time for you because you've got to recharge. Yeah. Cause that's a lot you know of what energy. Hand in hand with that. A key po- component of having an entrepreneur husband, leave him alone. Yeah. <laughs> Just leave him alone. Let him go do what he wants. Who kids him? Yeah. And that frees up your time too. And then, and then you can right. have some of your own time when they come back. Like right. Right. that's part of part letting of the it. entrepreneur. Part of that, that synchronicity that you have. Yeah. You leave him alone. You get your own free time now. <laughs> I'm sorry, it works. It is. It works. True. No, it works. Because we think person. all day, their day is just boom. Yeah, boom, and I guess boom, I'm not boom, a needy boom. person either. Yeah. Michael will tell you that I'm not a needy person whatsoever. Mm. So go do your thing. So it kind of yeah. worked out great. You could tell we definitely mm. needed to just be together in life because it just, you know, we got our, each other. Yes. Thank you so much for listening to the Strong by Design podcast. If you find our show helpful in any way, please let us know by leaving a five star review on iTunes. Go to strongbydesignpodcast.com. Your review will help us reach more listeners and continue to change lives. Let's get back to the show. So here's a random question that really, that just, okay, some fun stuff. Yeah. Chocolate or vanilla? Oh, chocolate all the way. Okay. Yeah. Um, Chocolate, uh, okay, no, it's chocolate or vanilla. Um, Tacos or hamburgers? Oh, hamburger. Cheeseburger. Well, cheeseburger. Okay. Cool. I order it how I like it cooked. Favorite place you've traveled to so far? Favorite? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. I want to go back to Sedona because we just went through it. It oh, looked beautiful. Gorgeous. So that's something I want. I don't yeah. know. Favorite? We've traveled everywhere. I mean, every time I go to Sweden to visit family, um, that's my favorite. I, I guess yeah. I, I, feel at, I feel at home at Sweden. Get a connection So I married there. a Swede. I'm not Swedish. I'm like French Canadian and I, a little bit Irish and stuff for being from New England. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like I'm Swedish now. I got blonde hair and I just, you know, I don't know the language very well. I can't speak <laughs> it. But when I'm there, I have a sense of like this. Home. I'm home. Yes. Cool. Especially with, you know, when my kids are playing with their cousins there. We go often because I want my kids yeah. to know their cousins. And share one thing with us on your bucket list. What's something on your bucket list that you'll share with us? Oh, boy. That's funny. I don't even know. I guess just our next one, something that I wouldn't mind doing is um, just going, I need to go somewhere out in the wilderness and mm. like a yoga retreat or <gasps> Ooh. go to Patagonia and do some hiking or something. Nice. Something like that. I need to be outdoors in my next Yeah. Year. You're an outdoors girl. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's, that, I'm itching for that too. Like we just were in Breckenridge like a year and a half ago and that was like, I felt at home. I'm like, I'm in the mountains. I'm happy. If, I live in Clearwater, Florida. We go figure though with palm trees and sand. It's yeah. funny. I don't know why I'm closing this. It doesn't mean branding but anyways wow oh yes so there's okay so yeah i want to do another like another part two in okay. a few years because yeah. I, this just this just keeps growing yeah you guys keep growing and yeah. for me um i get the lucky seat on the bus to be somebody who gets to learn I get to watch and learn because both you and Mike are huge role models and inspirations. Um, you know, Mike with the business and things that I'm learning that I never knew. And just, and not that I, I see you guys all the time out 
you know, socially, but we do do things as a, as a team, as a, as a, the workplace, we, we get out and do things like Mike took us all to the, to dinner and that comedy show last weekend, which was yeah, awesome. That was fun. But, um, just watching, watching the couples, watching them, it's like, yeah, it's just massive, massive respect and massive gratitude for being able to yeah. witness it. Yeah. I guess, um, a few last things I could see here in my notes that I feel like are important too is, uh, cause the point of this is just to really magnify the qualities it takes to be just a supportive spouse yes. of an entrepreneur. That's the point of me doing all this. Um, cause I would love to have someone told me this a lot of like 10 years. Well, you know, I like learning all this stuff, but, yeah. um, I think one of the key things too, is that I'm never trying to change Michael. Yeah. Or he's never trying to work on something. Yeah, he's trying to work on strengthening his faith and trying to maybe be a big, better parent, but I'm not genuinely ever trying to change, change anything. Change him. Yes. Yeah. Um, that can be like a negative spiral down. Um, I think that's really, really important. That's why I just kind of let him be who he is mm. um, and kind of just accept his qualities. I think that just builds respect. That I would say that's, oh, that's respect. You know what? That's let's, respect. let's go that with like maybe numero uno to all of this. I can't believe I've left that out. The amount of respect that I have for him, that's yeah. like... It was right from the beginning, and it's just it's just everything um, from the business things he ideas he has to the dad he is mm-hmm. to the husband he is to the friend he is to his friends. He's just well balanced, and he works at it. He doesn't just this. He's isn't, not complacent. This is Michael's just all. not a person <laughs> who was born this way. He works yeah. at things. He's the type of person that will read a book just to kind of tweak this in his life or he's constantly trying to want to go to like a Bible study or he's just going to see a speaker on one particular subject because he needs the strength there. He's following Tony Robbins and, you know, Pastor Tony Evans and just try, he's like very motivated and he's always wanting to learn. So he's always growing, Yeah. Um, which causes me just to respect him because I'm like, wow, this is just an amazing man. Like, wow. Like people see from the outside, but I see from the inside. Um, and I'm never tearing them down ever. And it's never even mm. like a joke being like, Oh, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's just, it's just a lot of positive in our house about, um, not worrying and just being risk takers. Um, and we just put God first because we know, you know, God, God's happy before greed. So anybody who's mm-hmm. greedy too, you got to put God first. Yeah. Um, cause he doesn't like the greedy at all. No. So that's why you got to do it first before you, you know, you take yeah. your trips or whatever. We had talked about it at our luncheon about yeah. you asking me if, um, is mm-hmm. it scary supporting Mike when he's taking risks or yeah. stepping out of the box or whatever. And you know what's funny? We really don't get scared. You get excited? Yes. Yeah. That's cool. I know. I don't know if that's normal or not. Well, you know what? I think it often. makes sense. I mean, it should make sense because I've often heard of it. Like I, I did a lot of competing. And I, I know um, I was somebody that like getting up on stage in front of people was massive anxiety for yeah. me, you know? And then I had a coach who was like, give it a different name, give it a, di- feel the emotion, yeah. but change it to excitement, awareness. Yeah. And, yep. to- and as soon as I did it, I'm like, yeah, what a huge shift. Oh, the is feeling a- is the same, like the heart racing stuff. And I'm like, this is awesome. I'm so excited. That's Instead incredible. of, oh, I'm so scared. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Yeah. One thing that we do, Michael and I, and this is funny. Okay, so when we travel, wherever we are, whatever the scariest thing at that trip is, we make ourselves do it. For example, we're in Virginia visiting, hanging out with friends and kids. Did you see that video of me where I went up? No. Um, I was tied in like, I don't even know, a little cocoon kind of thing with yeah. a rope. And they pulled me all the way up. 
I forget how many feet, 60 feet, 100 feet. I think it's 100 feet. And then they just let you go. Oh. And he goes 60 miles per hour. <laughs> that was the scariest thing on the whole trip. Yeah. But you know what? When we get there, I'm like, oh, great. That's the scariest thing. I'm going to have to do it. Yeah. You know why we do it? Because when it's time to take to make big decisions yeah. and take risks, it's a momentum. So we do scary things when we're traveling to get used to stepping into that fear and getting stepping into that adrenaline rush and getting stepping into that, you know, I'm scared what's going to happen. Just do it. Because you know what? When you're done... It feels awesome. And it can yeah. be the same thing for yeah. when any, you can apply it anywhere. And when you think after I'm doing like the crazy water slide that you stand in a tube and they drop the floor. We did that when we went up to Georgia where you fall, you just stand there yeah. in a tube in a water slide and the floor opens and you <gasps> drop like, I'm like, great. That's what we're going to have to, every time we get there, I'm like, oh, oh, that's what we have to do now. You bet your butt we did it. And we make our kids watch us and I'm scared out of my wits and I'm yeah. shaking. But after I do it, I'm not like, oh, I regretted doing that. Or, you know, I wish I didn't do that. I'm not like that either. Of We apply that to mm. other things in life. And that's the momentum that we yes. have to keep going. keep going. So that's like a tool that we use. So if that's anybody great. wants like a yeah. tool. For- <laughs> the book's coming out next month. Just to get, you know, step into your jitters because that adrenaline yeah. rush, kind of like getting a tattoo. You ever get a tattoo? Oh, got a yeah. couple. <laughs> that adrenaline rush afterwards. You're yeah. like, I don't regret that, you know, yeah, unless exactly. you hate it. It came out awful. Yeah. Unless you end up with like a cheeseburger on your forearm or something. Wait, you have a cheeseburger? <laughs> no. Oh, I was going to say, that's funny. You know what else I has had put some notes in here too about when I was talking about keeping the blinders up and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, people can also throw you curveballs. Oh yeah, that you need to like How's really. That? But you're a baseball player. You must. You got. You got to be good at those curveballs. Yeah. You're just gonna you know stick with your um, praying constantly through the good and the bad and just listening to your gut feeling. Um, one red flag for us if somebody can't communicate with Michael or I, especially with him at business, yeah. and we find someone like lying to eliminate that comment because. You know, people aren't very good at comfort. I don't even want to call it a confrontation, but just simple communication that it's in like an adult conversation. And if that person's like lying or giving you the runaround or yeah. not being, that's a red flag for us. We look for that in people because they can't just, you know, be upfront and just say it how it is. Yeah. Um, anyways, that's some tools that we use to keep our blinders on and avoid some curveballs and stopped expecting people to. This right. says it in the Bible. You can't walk around with an expectation card no. in your pocket. You're just going to set Doesn't yourself work, up yeah. for disaster. Dis- and disappointment. So we're and- hoping that no one is expecting anything out of us because you bet your butt I'm not expecting anything out of you. Right. Nope. I was years ago. I learned that I shouldn't. You can't walk around expecting anything out of anybody. No. Nobody. We're your parents, all on your our friends, path learning your our business thing. associates, even yeah. God. You can't expect anything out of God. People are like, oh, into the secret, you know, give out that positive energy. No, no, no. It has to be much larger than that. Like you have to picture it and image it and put that out there and trust in God and just, mm-hmm. it can, um, it's just, you know, that same frequency. That's in part yes. two, my frequencies. Frequency. We're just l- newly learning in, in life these days about frequencies. Mm-hmm. Another thing that you could tell, I could say to, myself, I would call it 12, 15 years ago. I've done a pretty good job at it. I could probably get a little bit better is um, one key thing to all this. I don't care if you're the owner, if you're the spouse. Um, I try to teach my kids or my, even like, you know, my nieces and nephews, um, nephew, I only have one. Just talk to everybody the same. I don't care if you're in Publix, in the line, the grocery store, you're talking to a multi-billionaire, you're talking to someone who needs help, you're talking to a CEO, treat them the same. Talk to them the same. And if you apply that everywhere, yeah. you'll get far. You'll be well-liked. Yeah. And you'll do good things. 
have, you know, just it's a good lesson. It's a very big a lesson, lesson that I have learned. It's very learned, simple, but very profound. And I apply it daily. Yeah. Talk to people the same, treat them the same. I don't care who they are. Cause I am around multiple different, those different yeah. level people. And instead of getting all worried, oh, how am I going to act, blah, 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 or being like treating that person like, what are they less? No. Yeah. You know? So I just try to like, just whoever's in front of me, that blank canvas, and just talk to that canvas the same, no matter what mm. the, what's on it. Very um, good lesson. Yeah. One thing that we remind ourselves when we're always praying about the good and the bad too is Satan's constantly attacking us. Even if he thinks, well, I don't feel like going to church or this came up, whatever, battle through it and still show up because Mm -hmm. he's trying to keep you from going there. Um, So we just kind of, you have to keep that in mind when things are going bad in life. You can't like just, we don't dwell back and think about it. Be like, all right, Satan is attacking us. How can we learn and get him out of here? Shoot this out of this whole scenario. Um, That's kind of how we keep our positive energy as well. That's another tool that we've learned is you have to recognize it. Be like, oh, poor me. No, poor us. Oh, things just keep magnetic. No, let's get this out of here and switch these gears up. And then tying into that too is we've really learned that you just you can't be sad and be thankful at the same time. Right. Um, you can't be blessed. And, you know, it just doesn't, they don't, they don't happen at the same time. It's like a dog can't do two things at once. Yeah. <laughs> so you got to choose. Mm-hmm. Are you going to be dwelling? Are you going to be a victim or are you going to be grateful? Yeah. It's either or. Yeah. And sometimes us women too, it can fall, you know, on the Richter sale on some days and be sad or whatever, but you got to switch gears and say, no, I'm coming out of this. This is because this is where I am in my cycle or whatever. And this is why I am. But no, I'm a thankful person. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to be sad and a dweller and a high strung out and like, you know, take control of that situation by telling yourself that. Um, Starting to run out of things here. (laughs) Check your notes. Yeah. Because I want to make sure you say and share with us. The things that you really want to. I know. You, I guess you I kind of opened the door the and let us. Story about us moving down, and mm-hmm. uh, we had two beautiful, healthy children. Michael's grown the business and moved a few times, so now um, the headquarters of his business are where you work is the mm-hmm. gym and the office space. It's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, the compound is great. He's, he's grown tremendously, yeah. and one of the parts that I've learned also that I didn't know back then is, uh, you know, just the misconceptions of business owners. Sometimes people think all business owners are greedy or are just, you know, right. oh, they get a tax cut now they go buy their luxury car. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. Like no. that, those yeah. are the assumptions that people make. That's not how it works. He bought that luxury car after years of working and putting money aside. Yeah. People don't buy luxury cars because they get a tax break. They hire yeah. more employees. So misconceptions like that about business owners is what really has, it jerks me a little bit. And mm. I'm just learning how to cope with that now that it's, we're deep in the thick of things that. Right. Um, I didn't know that before, too. In right. my young ages, I don't know a lot of things, um, especially about, you know, running a business. Right. Um, you're asking us the importance, too, of uh, all the masterminds that all these guys have done. Um, we said they were huge. Like, yeah, yeah, it really just opens big. doors, too. I would say that's another positive thing that you can take from this for the entrepreneurs, just those masterminds. If you think you've just kind of joined one and, and you're good for a year or two, and then that's all you need to do. No, you need to keep showing up. You right. need to grow. You need to put yourself around people that are better than you. You don't want to be the best one in the room. Um, in those meetings, as you're growing, if you're five, six years later, you don't want to be the one that is teaching everybody. Put yourself mm. around people that you know nothing that they're talking about. You're only going to learn and grow. So that's another really huge thing that don't just get comfortable. That's how Michael is. He's not comfortable. He's never just stagnant. He's always trying to grow, learn, hire more employees Mm -hmm. and strengthen his faith, show up at higher end masterminds, Mm -hmm. find that, you know, the $10,000 one that was so hard for us too. You know how expensive the ones are these days for him to join? I'm not talking numbers either. I'm not going to, but you know, they're much more expensive and it still makes me go gulp. The 10 grand made me go gulp. They still make me go gulp, but you know what? I push him out the door because I know that it's important because he wants, needs to be the best 
around the people who he can learn right. from. Michael no longer needs to be around people who, you know, he's teaching or people are learning from him. I want, it's time for him now that it's, you know, yeah. he's, he has certain goals right now that he's going to, you know, trying to sustain and grow that he needs to be around people, which he's doing right now. And he's doing a great job of 2019. It's set up where, you know, he needs to be around people that he's learning from. Yes. And that's a growing, yeah. very growing, mm-hmm. um, important tool for yeah. any entrepreneur. Yeah. Don't get stagnant. Thank you so much for listening to the Strong by Design podcast. If you're enjoying today's show, please subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. Go to strongbydesignpodcast.com. Let's get back to the show. So, Courtney, Mm -hmm. what is one thing that you want to tell our listeners and share with them that they need to know about Mike? About Mike? Yeah. I love it. That's so easy. He has so many. He's awesome. I'm really blessed that he's my husband and that's who I got. Mm-hmm. Tickle. Mm-hmm. Throat. No. Um, he's very sensitive. His friends know that. Mm-hmm. Um, he's very affectionate. He's extremely affectionate. Hugs, kisses at all times, holding in. I don't care where we are. Mm-hmm. I love that about him because, you know, we balance each other mm-hmm. out. Um, he's just, he's like kind of like that 1%. Sometimes people, I didn't really know what that meant back, but he really is like a one percenter. There's not many people like him. Um, I don't know. He's just yeah. a lot of a lot of little things. Okay, everything from watching a movie and TV to oh. running a massive, massive business. Now that it's he's been doing this, I could be wrong, but twenty five plus years. He started this in college, so I've seen him make this grow. So he's mm-hmm. just he's just a man. Yeah. He just takes life, you know, and just yeah. say, this is what I'm going to do. He doesn't sulk. He doesn't, he just moves forward. I guess people already know that about him. You asked something, you asked something <laughs> and we didn't know about him. Yeah. But okay. So then one last thing I want to ask you. And again, this is a little, a little more personal. You know, Mike's going to listen to this. Yeah. I want you to end off with a message to Mike Aww. on this podcast. So what's just something that you I love him so much. Him? I'm just proud of everything that he does. I'm just proud of him every day. My favorite thing is just he balances all. He's yeah. not one to have his cell phone out at dinner with me. He respects me. Yeah. Um, so that's just, thank you for being like that, baby. Um, I'm getting choked up too because I just love you. And, um, you know, thank you yeah. for being my husband and thank you for being the father of our children. Aww. So you're going to come back and do a part two? Yeah. Ah, I feel like we're ready to do a sequel. <laughs> I need to talk about, you know, we're just starting to learn now that Michael's yeah. um, in a bigger mastermind about like frequencies of people of, you know, who are just trying to keep ourselves around and strengthen cool. our faith. Yeah. I, this is going to be an ongoing discussion. Yeah, I actually have, look at, I have a note right here that says part two <laughs> in the next few years, talk about frequencies, training our subconscious mind for repetitive affirmations. Um, that's something we're really grasping in life right now. And we're really applying to all aspects. So um, mm. I'm hoping to have like some good learning, you know, I, out of these things, hopefully I'll learn a bunch. That's what life's yeah. all about. Right. And for any entrepreneur out there and, and spouse and stuff, just don't listen to everybody around you and just keep your own goals yourself and just do what you do and just, you're on your own team. Don't ask uh, other people, just keep it cool, you know, and just have a faith cool. and let God lead the way and do your tithing. Yes. And give back. Absolutely. Yes. It's Courtney, not your money. It has been <laughs> such a pleasure to sit here and talk with you. And I Thank mean, you. so many wonderful things you've shared with our listeners. I hope so. so. You know, um, this is a great podcast. And I think it's so important to get that, you know, wife perspective, that teammate perspective and, and all the parts that you played in it and how yeah. it's not just Mike or you, it's you guys. You're like this, the, like you talk about the synchronicity and how like the respect, like you really, really, when it comes down to it, you really are a team. You really are yeah. a great winning team. You got the pennant. 
You keep winning the pennant. I mean, I try. I mean, but yeah, but I don't want to come across as like we're like this perfect no, couple. No, but you're always you know working at fight. it and stuff. So yeah, it's the communication. It, yeah, and it's you just the bi- keep, the couples Bible studies goes up yeah. so far. If yeah. people just want little tools in your marriage, just doing little things like that. Yeah. We have a DVD thing we went through at night from Danny Silk, who's amazing. If anybody wants, you know, good relationship advice, Danny Silk's amazing. And they have DVDs. We sit on the couch at night, watches them. Like how cool. many couples do you know that do yeah. that? I don't know many that do. So you're not just investing in the business, yeah. you're investing in yourselves, Yeah, your we watch Breaking Bad, family. but we're also watching yeah. marriage DVDs. <laughs> That's the balance. It's That's the, the balance. balance. It is. Yeah. And it's important. And I have a husband who, you know, he's not the type of person that just does that once and says, okay, we're good. Mm-hmm. He's constantly working at everything in his life. He's just that constant lawnmower of just, I'm always cutting the grass on this, you know, my business, my relationship, my kids. And so, um, yeah. Yeah. So the sequel is coming. Stay no, tuned. don't say that. Just for, in years, because I have to learn a bunch of new things right. too. But it, it's no, but it, it it is coming, and yeah. I really we have to I, take some more risks. That's right. But you know what? The risks are just getting bigger, and that's something another entrepreneur's spouse has to get used to. Watch out; those numbers are going to get massive, yep. and you have to be okay with it. Mm-hmm. It's not always okay because, you know, a lot of other people think that business owners always have plenty of cash and the cash flow is always there too. But when you're trying to grow and expand and those expenses get massive because you're trying to get certain places and stuff, it's hard for the wife to be okay with that. Mm-hmm. Either that first 10 grand or that next massive expense. Ooh, they get all scared. Yeah. Because yeah. the numbers are so much bigger now, but the return is just as big. Just, just as, is, is yeah, bigger, bigger now. Bigger. And that's something you have to do if you're going to grow bigger, you know, expense, right. bigger return. Right. It's not easy. No, no, but you guys are doing it. You're doing it and you're just taking it one step at a time. Mm. And um, thank you so much for thank coming you. in and being because I know you got kids and life right. and all that sorry stuff happening. Sorry for all the so, crying. I'm such a no. Tear-jerker. Oh my gosh, sorry, no, I, I cry at those those like <laughs> some of those Geico commercials. It just means a lot to me because this is our story for the last 15 years from how we started when we got in my car. We literally just got in the car and drove to Florida in my Maxima with clothes and his laptop. And said, let's do this in life. And, this and is here what, you are. Yeah. And so here it's, you are. And it's here just you our, go. our testimony. And that's and why I go. get emotional because it just means a lot. And it's not easy to share your story with everybody. Um, and I, I actually missed a lot of things that how I wanted to say it. So I don't want to offend anybody who was, if I didn't say it the correct way, just remember this was our aspect, our testimony, you know, our, not everybody's an entrepreneur either. I don't, mm-hmm. I'm not trying to push this on anybody of saying, oh, this is how you need to be as a supportive spouse or whatever. Cause if you're, you know, your spouse isn't and you're seeking alternative career paths, then do it. But this right. is, I kind of just want to, you know, this is advice for the entrepreneur lifestyle who are good, have strong faith Christians and just ready to tackle life and be those one percenters. Mm. It's, they're rare. They're very rare. And I, I Luckily, got one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you. Um, we're going to do this again. And uh, I can't wait to see what the next five, 10 years brings. I know. Me neither. To, I'm excited. It's, it's just everything about and this. And it'll be is up awesome. and downs. And that's what I know. Yep. Like, it's no cakewalk. Yep. And I know nope. things are going to fail. And I just have to, like, I'll t- we'll probably talk about those fails next time. So I'll be ready for them. That's All how right. you have to ready to tackle it, not pour us. Let's, that's right. Let's do this. Let's do this. Yes. Well, you're. Um, I have massive respect oh, for you, you, Cardi, massive respect for you and, and all that you've done and the kind of woman and wife and mother that you are. So again, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you. And to all of you out there, um, great show. So um, rewind and listen to this again. There's some very good tidbits in there, some good lessons and stuff in that. I'm Coach Tanya with Critical Bench and Strong by Design Podcast. Thank you for listening and we will talk soon. Thank you so much for listening to the Strong by Design podcast. If you found value in today's episode, please subscribe so that more people can find out about our show. 
Plus, you don't want to miss any future episodes with the amazing guests and topics we have lined up for you.